What's up, guys, and welcome back to the best podcast in the universe. In the world. You have landed on planet Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. Yay! Yay! <laughs> All right, we're a little drunk, I'm going to admit. I'm not. Uh, well, okay. I'm drunk. All right, Brittany. All right. I'm catching up. Um, so... We hope you guys have stuffed your faces, those of you who celebrate Thanksgiving in the United States. Or your um, buttholes. Yeah, and you However enjoyed you uh, some sort of turkey, tofurkey, mm. uh, shove vegetables inside of your mouth holes. I don't care what it is. <laughs> Brittany's looking at me. Uh, I hope you had a really good time with your family, friends, or yourself. Hope you guys had a really good one. You know, we're going to tell a little bit about what we did on our little... Uh, vacation time i guess because we did have one less episode last week but it was like two hours for the first episode if you haven't listened to the uh melts giving episode you owe it to yourself as a fan or a friend or just i'll fucking kill you basically <laughs> you get to hear my fantastic turkey impression multiple <laughs> times which is pretty fucking fabulous pretty so great. it's pretty great it's pretty i can't great. even do it as good as you no you can't <laughs> One thing I'm better at than you. <laughs> Who would have known? Uh, what? Who <laughs> would have known? By the way, guys, this week we are going to be doing our Monday's episode dedicated to grave plots. So we're going to be picking a story up out of the golden, or excuse me, excuse me, yeah, golden skull up. with diamond eyes, the $8 billion skull that we acquired through crystal. time travel of some sort. I thought it was a crystal skull with diamond eyes. Maybe. Your story changes every time. Uh, it's hard to tell because it's like of a material that I, it's not of this earth. Your brain can't comprehend yeah, it. Yeah, it is like, it, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Whatever you just said. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, we're going to be doing a Grave Plots today, so we're going to make up a story. We don't know the name of the title of this episode this week, so we don't know. Uh, we will be back for Thursday, obviously, to talk about our Flesh and Potatoes segment, where we're going to be talking about two movies from Korea. South and Korea. South Korea. Well, yeah. South Korea. Yeah, there is a difference. Yeah, there is a big difference. <laughs> uh, one's run by a little tiny penis uh, <laughs> piece of shit that, uh, yeah, that people try to escape. And then one's by some other people that are actually pretty cool. Right. <laughs> um, and then, then we do another movie by Japan. So um, By Japan. All of from, Japan. Yeah, all of Japan came together <laughs> on this. All of Japan made this movie. <laughs> Sorry. It was a national effort. I have to fuck with you. I'm sorry. No, but it, like, the, two <laughs> movies, the two movies that we're picking, just so you guys have a heads up on this, is we picked Train to Busan from Korea, South Korea, since Brittany made it clear that we have to say that. We do. 
I would assume that you would know that that's from there, unless you're talking about the North Korea movie, about the giant monster that like kills socialism. Gojira. I'm just kidding. Is that what, I don't remember. I don't <laughs> Not socialism, but anyway. And then there's uh, then we picked another movie called I Am a Hero, which is super cool from Japan. So stick yeah. around for that. We'll be talking about that, but we're gonna go over some of our Thanksgiving stuff. So how have you been? Did you have a good Thanksgiving? I did. It was yeah. nice. Like we for the last couple of years, we just spend it with like band family. So right, which is not like marching band family guys. But <laughs> what? <laughs> like, when I say band family, it's my husband's in a band, so we hang out with his. Well, they're my friends. But and what's wrong with marching bands? Nothing. By the way, I was in a marching band. No, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm yeah. Just what the fuck, Brittany? I used to play alto sax. You got a problem? I tried to be in a marching band, so no, I don't. Alto I sax? wanted to play saxophone, but really? my school was too poor, and they only had one, and some stupid bitch already rented it out before me, so oh, I, I didn't to, get to use it. <laughs> I had to buy mine, actually. Yeah, I would have had to buy mine, but I couldn't because uh, we were poor. So there's yeah. that. Understandable. You could have played. You could have played like the skin flute. Or... No, I already I'm played sorry. the skin flute. <laughs> I'm the master of the skin flute. Thank Sorry. you very much. I don't want to know. Master baiter of the skin flute. I don't want to know. <laughs> Keep that between you and Mouse. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, we will. <laughs> <laughs> so did you do anything cool, though? Did you have anything fun happen? Or? Um, I had to bake. Oh, yeah. Would you, I saw that, that picture you posted. Yeah. I don't, it was like an apple or something? Yeah, I like made healthy pies. Out of apples. Out of apples. Yeah, with like apple toppings inside. It was a lot of fucking work. <laughs> was it? Yeah. So to like take the fucking stupid apples and then you have to cut the tops off and then you have to core out the inside of the apples, which takes four fucking ever. Okay. Um. So you, cause you have to do it without fucking it up because you can't go too thin because then you'll break it or like it'll bust in the oven or whatever. Okay. Um. So you have to core out all the fucking apples and I had to do a dozen of them. And so you take like the... The tops of the apples, and I mix those with um, blackberries and raspberries and some brown sugar and some raw sugar okay. and a little bit of cornstarch for thickening and, like, water. Baked that all up so it made the filling, and then I just took, like, an organic pie crust and sliced it with a pizza cutter into, like, thin little strips and then, like, latticed it on the top. Put a little cinnamon, and I put cinnamon in the filling, too. I forgot to say that. Sounds pretty good, though. It, they turned out really fucking good. I was impressed. They smelled really good. When they told me I was in charge of desserts, I was like, why? <laughs> I'm like, why me? <laughs> like, but we were doing this like kind of healthy-esque like, Thanksgiving, so everything we did was like gluten-free because there's people with gluten allergies that they were oh. cooking for. That only took a couple hours. Like, yeah, me was- and Christina were on either side. She was doing the gluten-free um gravy and i was doing the regular gravy with flour mm-hmm. and hers like started thickening up like Instantly. insanely quick and like she was like did i break it like what did i do like did I break it <laughs> yeah because it was like chunking up and i was like you got some fucking apples for that fucking caramel sauce you making over there it doesn't look right <laughs> and then she was like i don't know and she's like you beat me or and then, and then it turned out that hers was actually done before mine, but mm-hmm. mine actually took a little bit longer because yeah. it's got the flour takes to cook. No, it was really, really fucking good. So, and then the turkey, and I got a drumstick for the first time ever. I never get a turkey leg. Do we? We ever? Have, I never get. I think. <laughs> well, I, we pulled off some of the turkey. Like they had the carcass left over, mm-hmm. and like I, I was like, soup. and they were like, we should just throw this away. And I was like, no, hold the moment. So I like spent the time and spent like. 20 minutes like you picked it clean picking it clean and then put it in a bag and it ended up being like literally like four sandwiches worth Mm -hmm. and i was like 
fuck that, dude. That's four sandwiches right there that you would have thrown away. I was like, I'm taking that home. No, I pick, I keep that shit and I boil it down for soup. Oh yeah, that might not be too bad. It was it was mostly dark meat, you know. Mm-hmm. It but uh, I mean, which I like. I like both. I'm cool with whatever. I I probably like the white meat a little bit more. A lot of people prefer white meat, but the crazy thing is, like, dark meat's more flavorful. It holds oh, on it to the flavors, like, way more, yeah. but it's too, like, rich for my stomach, so I don't usually right. like it that much. It's a little much. oilier. But I still like it. Like, I'm not picky. I'll eat whatever the fuck you put in front of me. Right. Especially with turkey. I don't give a shit. But I never get a fucking oh. turkey leg. <laughs> well, and the turkey legs that you see it on turkey there versus the ones you at see the at, like, fair? A, at, like, the Renaissance Jesus. or fucking carnivals and shit. Those are insane. Those are huge. Like, what do they do to those? Do they, like... Shoot them up with steroids for like a year and then like they like pump up. No, it's probably a dog or something. It's probably not even turkey. It's probably like a bigger (laughs) animal that you're actually eating a leg of. Ostrich leg. Ostrich leg, which is fine because it's delicious. Fucking huge though. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Well, I mean they have varying sizes of turkeys. So like theirs was like a 17 pound turkey. So these are pretty. I have a picture of it. Well, what do they do? Pretty decent. What I want to know is when you go to a Renaissance fair and they have those fucking goddamn turkey legs. Or a carnival or wherever they sell them at. What do they do with the rest of the parts? You know what I, I mean? Those things buy, are so fucking I think big. They just buy them specifically. Is like, that like a ninety-pound fucking turkey? Like, what is going on? Yeah, but I mean, our theirs was a seventeen-pound turkey, and the legs were pretty big. Like, it wasn't Renaissance Fair big, but they were pretty big. But I, I feel like specifically they like breed turkeys probably for that type of distribution. Right. So that's specifically what it's for, and then the rest of the meat goes to. Whatever. But we need to stop talking about food. We do because I'm hungry and I've already eaten like three of your guys' chocolate chip cookies and we need to stop. (laughs) (laughs) One of the things I will say though is like after we ate, like I ate like this enormous portion, the kind of portion that you go, wow, I look like a fat ass like sitting at the table right now (laughs) while everybody else is eating half of much as much on their plate. Most had like two plates. But I had like, I literally had like. I love mashed potatoes, first of all. Yeah. I never get to eat, like, fresh mashed potatoes. My mashed potatoes last year you would have loved. I was, like, Mm -hmm. I grabbed, like, two or three scoops. And so there was this, like, mountain of mashed potatoes because there was so much. And Mm -hmm. I was, like, fuck it. You know, like, I'll take it. And then uh, and everybody sits down at the round table. And I'm, like, (laughs) oh, my God, I'm a fat kid right now. Like, And then I eat it all because I felt bad because I I was full. Like, I, I put too much on my plate. Yeah. Like, honestly. And then I ate too much. And then I was like, fuck, how am I going to finish this? And I was like, I don't want to be rude. So I just kind of like stretched it out a little bit. And then I ate it. And then I was like, I just the fuck out. And I was like, hey, guys, I'll be right back. And I went back into the bedroom and slept for like an hour and a half because I was like, it's all the tryptophan in the turkey. They say that, but I don't even know if that's true. Either way, I was just packed full of food. After I woke up, um, Christina decided to go shopping for some of the (laughs) Thursday deals or whatever, because everybody goes on Thursdays these days anymore. Which is so fucked up. And so she went to like a bunch of different stores for like three hours. She showed back up and then we sat on the couch for like a half hour. And then she was like, oh, my God, I just found an article for Michael's. I want to go get some supplies. And so they went to Michael's for like two hours and me and her dad sat on the couch and like talk politics and stuff, which was surprisingly um, totally cool. Like, I mean, we didn't argue. We didn't have any disagreements. We like, we're trying to figure out solutions to things and like what we thought might help and why we thought it wouldn't work if it did this way. And it was just, just like kind of cool. Whereas I can't do that uh, with certain parts of my family sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not allowed to talk about politics because we don't have those kind of conversations. So it was kind of interesting. 
we should have done the politics thing. You know, it's Thanksgiving. You know, it's always going to cause a problem. Right. But I, I know we did it and we survived. That's good. <laughs> yeah. So. I don't know. It was fun. We had a really good time. Yeah, like they, too. they like all settled into the couch to like watch Star Wars or something, and I was like, "Well, I'm ready to go continue my fucking drunk and go dance at a club." Right? Oh so yeah, that's we, right. We went and met up with some friends at New Flesh at the Rebel Lounge. Right, really late too. No, it was like eight or nine. Oh, I thought you were. Oh, okay, I'm Mm-mm. getting confused. my ass was home at like twelve thirty. Okay. Night. So I think it might be that time for us to ingest some more alcohol into our bodies and get drunk and sick. I feel like this is the time I should tell you that I'm going to get sober. Oh, you are? No. shots! All right, guys, so we have a couple of ingredients here that uh, we're going to be making some pretty cool drinks with. Uh, Obviously, as you already know, we always theme our drinks, for the most part, around the movies that we're going to be watching for the Thursday episode, which happened to be, again, just so we can recollect your memory, Train to Busan from South Korea, and then we're going to be watching, or we watched, I Am a Hero from Japan. So we figured we might try to incorporate some of those ingredients and uh, we came up with an idea that we would do a ZQN shot, which is from the movie I Am a Hero, which is a zombie virus, technically some sort of a zombie virus of some sort. And so I'm going to tell you what's in that, but there's going to be a twist at the end that we're going to do to make both of these movies marinate in each other's semen. <laughs> I didn't sign up to ingest any semen. I know. How sexist. I didn't agree to this. <laughs> All right. So, guys, so for the ZQN shot, which is the contagion that everybody gets in the movie I Am a Hero, you will be taking sake. For this experiment, we have uh, chosen some of the finest sake. It's called Wow. Gekakaiken? I don't know if I'm saying this right. I'm going to say probably not. No. Turn it towards me. I want to see what it says. You try to say it. Gekaiken? Gekaiken. Yeah. Yeah. Gekaiken sake. Not like that. Too much emphasis. So what you're going to want to do is you're going to fill this shot about three-fourths of the way up. I can't tell how full it is because it's really fucking like foamy. Yeah. You're going to fill it about three-fourths of the way. Everyone can tell how much I don't drink beer because I'm like, I hope foamy. that doesn't overflow. Well, it's foam. It's well, well don't foam. we want we haven't announced that yet, so we're gonna be shh, that it's foam. That. No, that we're talking about beer. Oh, sorry. we haven't incorporated the ingredient. So we fill it up three fourths <laughs> of the way. Brittany's trying to reveal the fucking ingredients. <laughs> so this is a simple shot, really. It's a sake shot, and we take some hot sauce of your choice. Dibble dab, a couple dabs. Just a little bit. In there. Then, to make this kind of marinate with the Korean movie that we watched, Train to Busan, we decided to go out and buy some Sapporo. We wanted to get Korean beer by the name of Height. H-I-T-E. Height. Uh, that is preferably the choice that you should try to find uh, to do this. But we decided we'd make the ZQN shot with the fucking hot sauce in it. Like... About two, three dabs. You want to have it pretty mo- moderate. 
or modest. I don't know what the word is. Um, Moderate. But it's going to be a little spicy. But to kick this up a, nam- uh, a notch, we got some <laughs> some Sapporo, and we put it into a cup, and we're going to sake bomb it's the, the shit out of this. Sapporo Reserve. Right. Just, there's a difference. Get it right, Alex. Okay, well, whatever. <laughs> it's not even supposed to be Sapporo. It's supposed I know. to be I'm height. Nervous. Height. All right, so we're going to drop our fucking ZQN shot into the... <sighs> beer making a zqn bomb are you ready for this no cheers i'll see you in hell yep drop that's pretty good i didn't even taste the spice i can't believe you just chugged it i can't chug it really that's how you do bombs sake bombs Really? Yeah, I'm so bad at Irish car bombs, sake bombs, all that I just, shit. I terrible. just think of it as the most delicious drink I've ever tasted. I'm not a thirsty person, so it's hard for me to chug stuff. What are you trying to say? You're thirsty. You call me thirsty? You're thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> I got a girlfriend, all right? You're still a whore. <laughs> no thirsty motherfucker. Just be known, uh, actually, Brittany is still drinking her drink, so I, Alex I wins. Fuck you. He's the man of the hour. <laughs> Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but if you guys would like to make a ZQN shot or try a ZQN bomb. Do it. It's actually really good. It is pretty good. I really actually do like it. it um, if you want to try it out, you can go to our webpage, which is longlivethevoid.com. You can check out our tab section for hashtag horror shots and make your own fucking shot there. Do it. And I'll tell you what right now. I'm just going to say this, and I'm going to say this until we get somebody to fucking the first video that we get. If you send us, you, legally, of age, yeah, making... You better be fucking 21. Yeah, if you're not of age, you fail, and if it's obvious, I'm fucking... I will kill you. Uh, yeah, I'm going to call your out. parents. You're out. Call your parents. I'll call, the, I'll call the government. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I will if, call the government. <laughs> yeah. If you guys will pick... I don't care what horror shot you do... If you want to pick one of the worst ones we did, maybe we'll pick you as the winner. Oh, yeah. They um, should do the, the, what was the one from two weeks ago, which was the fucking most horrible shit I've ever tasted in my life. Oh, I don't know. The Morty, was it the Morty? Wow. Um, Was it the Marty party? The Marty party. Marty party was pretty bad. Ew. Well, here, guys, here's the thing. You pick whatever horror shot you want. Try to be as creative as you can. Show us making you using the ingredients from that fucking shot, and you also have to tell us what episode it's from. If you can do that, I will send you literally a $20 gift card to Amazon, and you can pick whatever the fuck you want, $20 to Amazon that you can pick. Nice. And all you have to do is label the video... Where's and my all $20 you have to, yeah, fucking all, gift certificate for drinking this <laughs> shit, you motherfucker? We gotta, you gotta share it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm I did. Just, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, fuck you. This is totally <laughs> off the air. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I hate your I'm face. totally kidding. I know. I'm just being a deck. A deck? A deck. I'm a deck. All right, Dak Prescott, come uh, down. <laughs> all you need to do is just say, Beyond the Void Horror Podcast is amazing, and then say, hashtag... Best shot ever. You have to say specifically Beyond the Void Horror Podcast, Brittany is amazing. <laughs> no, don't listen to her. No, do it. If you put Brittany, you lose. You will no, not you win. No, you will. You'll win especially. No. <laughs> Beyond the Void Horror Podcast is amazing. Especially hashtag, <laughs> hashtag best 
shot ever. And if you could do that and you have to tag us in this or let us know somehow the first person that I get this shot, I will literally send you. I don't care where the fuck you are in the world. I will send you a $20 gift card to buy a Blu-ray or whatever the fuck movie that you want of your choice. If you want to rent a movie, I don't care. You have $20 to spend on Amazon. So get to fucking making your drinks. But I want to see these videos, goddammit. And don't be shy because... Even if you do it, we still fucking we're going to share it and you're going to be famous because we're amazingly famous. Duh. (laughs) The hot sauce is burning my lips. (laughs) But that's it for high shots. All right, guys. But I think it's been a little bit of time. We didn't do the news last week and we apologize. But that's just because there ain't any fucking news hardly out there. Sorry. But uh, I think it's time for us to do a little bit of the fucking news. What are you saying? <laughs> it's the funny news! Here is the fucking news! So. Courtesy of strangedisc.com, the Elm Street Group Freddy's Greatest Hits LP pre-order is available now. That's right. You heard it right, folks. <laughs> Strange Disc Records presents Freddy's Greatest Hits, performed by the Elm Street Group and featuring Robert England as Freddy Krueger. The original release was in 1987 at the height of the Freddy craze. Um, obviously, or as you already know, Freddy already had three movies under his belt and a fourth on the way. So the record contains nine Full tracks, a mix of covers from the likes of Wilson Pickett, Everly Brothers, and Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs. I can't believe he did this. Right? I didn't. <laughs> I had no idea this existed, and I'm like really sad that I didn't. Um, and there's also original songs and instrumentals. The album's everything that you would expect it to be, which is screaming 80s drum machines and distortion-filled um, electric guitars being drowned out by synthesizers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um and over the top of these songs is actually Robert England himself, which is doing the voice and manic laughter of Freddy Krueger. <laughs> so it's wait, it's just laughter? Completely? No, he's he actually like does voice pieces too. It's not just the laughter. There's a lot into it, which is really interesting. Um, but the actual music making was done by the Elm Street Group, who were actually much respected studio musicians working for RIC Records, which featured artists like Kevin Kelly and Alan Brewer, who both contributed to Rick Wakeman's soundtrack for The Burning. So this audible oddity can be called the ultimate novelty album, mostly ignored upon the time of its release and now ironically fetching big money on the secondhand market. This album does make the perfect guilty pleasure gift for the holiday season for Nightmare on Elm Street collectors, Freddy fanatics, or lovers of everything oddball. It's prime time, bitch. It is fucking available as a limited classic black vinyl edition. And as a color vinyl variant, which are only 400 copies of... Wait, black vinyl? Isn't that the way it's done? Black vinyl. But no, there's different... Shut up. There's different versions. <laughs> but there's a really cool book. fucking color variant. There's only 400 copies available of the Freddy Striped Sweater vinyl, which is the one That's that I want, ass. personally. Yeah. Um, it's available exclusively from Light in the Attic and Mondo in North America and through transmissions in Europe. Do they give you digital download with that as well? Oh, I'm sure they do. Um, that would be cool. So it says here, Strange Disc Records partnered up with Zavi to bring you extra color vinyl variant, which is 200 copies only of the Freddy Green vinyl. It's already gone. Which probably, which is exclusively available through the Zavi website. Pre-orders are now live from these fine retailers. So you can go to um, lightintheattic.net for North America, mondotees.com, 
for North America and transmissionrecords.co.uk, which is in Europe. For the Freddie Green variant version of the album, it's at zavi.com, Z-A-V-V-I.com. And then for the clear with red splatter variant mm-hmm. album is available on graywhaleslc.com. And then the black version will be available in record stores and online retailers worldwide on December 15th. Huh. which is available on lightintheattic.net. So right now it's pre-orders, or only the only thing that's available because it's not going to actually be like full Yeah, we can't promise that these songs are good because I've never heard them, and if I did, <laughs> it's been so long. Like, I remember, the last thing I remember of Freddy Krueger was uh, A Nightmare on My Street, which was by <laughs> fucking uh, Fresh Prince. Yeah. <laughs> DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. And it was like, Nightmare, Nightmare on nightmare, My Street, or whatever the fuck, right. I don't know. But, but <laughs> I, I had a dance party for that, actually. That's amazing. I'm not joking. Like, we actually did a bunch of glow-in-the-dark paint all over the place. My dad had, like, these speaker cabinets that would fucking, like, glow with different colors based on the different frequencies that it would hear. It's awesome. And it would, like, and it was really cool. It was really cool. I think I kissed a girl at that party. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> but if you guys are avid vinyl collectors like I am... I have a pretty like special vinyl collection that I love, and this is a cool piece of memorabilia, especially if you're a horror fan and you like vinyl collections. Just fucking yeah, go for it. I think it's be, like forty bucks. I think and it's it retails not extremely $40. popular, so you I mean you you can imagine that you may actually have a chance at getting the, this, low, the this, lower produced. Copy. Yeah, if you if you're like just a fan and want to keep it for yourself and just know that nobody else has it, it's going to be amazing for right. You. And and, it, and if you're somebody that's like, hey, you know what? Maybe I should get one of these because it might be worth five hundred dollars in the, in the point. future. Yeah, which it probably will. Right. And don't quote me on it, but I believe it's only like four hundred bucks. Yeah. For like any version of it, so sweet. Fucking get at it, go for it. It's gonna be really cool, even if it sucks. Also, <laughs> I, <laughs> I cool have some fucking news here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, guys, if you haven't already, and you don't go to longlivethevoid.com, we do have several writers that write for the website, and uh, one of them is uh, Kyle, and one of them is Marked Out. And then I decide to chime in with a little bit of a like a kind of like a news thing or whatever. It's not like I write, right? But I just wanted to let people know if you guys are a fan of the movie The Johnsons, well, they made a documentary. And in this article that I wrote, it's about basically the fact that they got funded to do distribution, which they raised about 110,000 uh, pounds or I don't know what the, the, the currency is. But they raised enough money to get it, and I actually, in the article, say that I was going to hit up the guys that are in the documentary mm-hmm. about it, because I it, the documentary looks really cool, guys. And if you haven't seen the the movie called The Johnsons, you really should check it out if you get a chance. It's pretty much only on DVD. I think you might be able to get it on Blu-ray in like Europe, if you guys are listening there. Not 100%. But they made a, a documentary about all the behind-the-scenes stuff, and it's super fucking cool. It's called Zangadeeks Lives, um, and it's it, it's a huge hour-and-a-half, I think it's like hour-and-a-half documentary about it. And I was super excited about it, seeing it, and I didn't see any of the like regular outlets that talk about horror shit talking about it. So I posted about it, wrote them, and they're going to be... Uh, allowing me to see an early copy of this once it gets translated uh, into English. Super cool individuals, by the way. Be on the lookout. We're probably going to do an interview with uh, the director uh, who made the documentary and also is involved in other uh, projects herself. So you're going to want to check that out. 
if you haven't already, please check out the article. We'll have the trailer to the documentary, which is super fucking awesome, guys. Um, but I, I thought it was a really weird gem back in the day that reminded me a lot of like Shaw Brothers movies, mm-hmm. which were trying to like rip off the Warner Brothers kind of logo. They do the SB. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's um, a lot of like Asian cinema. A lot of really weird shit. But they, they kind of do uh, some pretty cool stuff in this movie, and I think that you might like it. So check that out if you can. The links are all below. Do it. So in some other news, it was recently announced that they have a new screenwriter that they brought on board for the new Terminator movie that Paramount and Skydance is going to be doing. So courtesy of therap.com, we do see that the Captain Phillips writer, Billy Ray, is to rewrite the new Terminator movie. Interesting. Nice. So it says specifically here, Captain Phillips screenwriter Billy Ray has been hired to rewrite the new Terminator movie for Paramount and Skydance. It's going to be a continuation of the story from Terminator 1 and Terminator 2. So it's closer to the... Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I'm I'm totally cool. I love the Terminator movies, like at least one and two the most. Um, those two movies are fucking phenomenal, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Um, it kind of jumped the shark a little bit after that although i do like salvation um a little bit and genesis was enjoyable um i don't know i mean i hope they just drop the whole um arnold schwarzenegger thing mm-hmm. i i don't know like they keep trying to make it, it work and it just he's throws expected it off to return just fyi i know everybody <laughs> loves him in it but like look guys like there is a mythos to this fucking story that could be exploited there's a lot of interesting stuff that they could do and they could bring new people like in terminator 2 yeah we had fucking arnold schwarzenegger but we also had this new fucking robot that was like a different thing why all of a sudden have they just stopped technology all of a sudden and not fucking advanced in their technology like Let's do something more. Well, at that in that note, I will give you this. It does say that while Linda Hamilton, who plays Sarah Connor, and Arnold Schwarzenegger are expected to return, Cameron has added that the purpose of this reboot is to hand off the story to new characters. Good. So I'm I'm on board with you about that too. But so it could I, be done wrong, and it, it's just like and right. if it doesn't do well, just let it go. It says specifically that a lot of this is handing off the baton to a new generation of characters. We're starting to search for an 18-something young woman to essentially be the new centerpiece of these stories, and then a number of other characters around her and characters from the future. We're still, or we still fold time in the story in intriguing ways, but we have Arnold's character and Linda's characters to anchor it. Interesting. Right. So I, I, I agree. I mean, there's just a couple of pieces to credit for the new writer that Billy Ray that they're talking about. Some of his credits do include the upcoming movie Gemini Man, which stars Will Smith, and another movie called Overlord, which he was a co-writer for. Um, okay. And also Captain Phillips, which... I don't know. I'm the captain now. Like, I don't know. <laughs> movie's great. So, like, I mean, yeah, no, no. <laughs> in its own way, it was really good. It was super I'm intense. I'm the captain now. It was super intense. <laughs> uh, uncomfortable I, as fuck. I've I, never I, felt I, so uncomfortable looking at another fucking human in my life. I know a lot movie. of my friends are huge fans of the Terminator series and everything, but I mean, we have to be honest. Like, after the second one, it kind of like took a shit everywhere i'm not a big and, fan and of- i didn't mind the christian bale one even though the end of the movie just sucks and it pisses me off yeah i mean visually i love that movie like, I, I just visually it's cool but I, like three-fourths of the movie was just really cool to me i like that they use practical effects like i thought that that was really cool right. like 
Like, they did a lot of really interesting things, and then it just jumped the shark at the very end of the movie. It was like, oh, come on! Was that the, res- res- not resurgence? They were like, no, he's just back, and he's from the future. He had sex with this person, and mm. now you're the baby, and now you're a robot. It's too much. And it's like, what? Shut it's the fuck up. Too fucking much. It was a little too much. Yeah. Anyway, on another note in the news... The news! <laughs> we have The Walking Dead, which has been seeing a little womp, bit of a womp, low rating. Womp. Which is so fucking bizarre to me. The low ratings thing was really just a footnote in what the main news I was going to say, by the way. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. I know everybody gets me started on The Walking Dead. No, no, no. no. I just, just like, saw a lot of people that are very passionate about the, talking, the show. Yeah. And it's like, I, just because I don't like it doesn't mean I think all of it's bad. It just doesn't hit right with me. I don't know what it is. It's, you know, I have people that are like, this is the best thing ever made on television it's not and i don't agree with it i don't think it's that good i think it's it's decent at best mm-hmm. it's better than most like 90 percent of the shit that's on tv i would rather watch that than anything else because it has the content the type of story that it's about right. and how some of the drama unfolds but some of it becomes a little unrealistic and hokey to me and that's why i get upset with it but i agree with you that aside i think that because of last season being kind of weird season it felt a little either rushed or like some of the characters were it felt rushed some of the characters were really weird and like i know that they may have been in the books i don't know i can't cons- i can't i can't compare it to anything because i haven't read that far uh but they are going to be doing the spin-off that they've been talking about not the spin-off but the the collaboration between the walking dead and fear the walking dead uh they're heading towards its fourth would soon be together thanks to a character from one of the uh, appearing in the other and it looks like all will be revealed at the talking dead uh episode that uh came out uh that's going to be coming out after this episode this this week this past weekend (laughs) so if you guys haven't already you should check that shit out if you're a big fan of it chris hardwick is that his name? Um, yeah. The one that does Talking Dead. I love the, him the one so that much. does like six, everything imaginable. 16 fucking shows. And all of them are great. Right. I'm sorry. I fucking love him. He's so funny. Um, but Fear the Walking Dead is a prequel to The Walking Dead, which is pretty pretty obvious because it takes place long before the fucking outbreak when it happens. First, yeah. This is um, like immediately like. And it's in Los Angeles, not in Georgia. Uh, so it's always possible that even a dead character from the main show could pop up in the spinoff, like Abraham, killed by Negan in season seven of The Walking Dead, has been rumored to eventually appear in The Fear of the Walking Dead. Really? But we can only speculate it this time. But yeah, I just, I wonder. I'm curious who it's going to be. I, I have not watched any of this new but season they... whatsoever. I don't even know if I'm caught up on Fear of the Walking Dead. Like, I have no idea. How's Abraham going to be a fucking character, a crossover character, though? I like, don't know. They're just saying. He has to be alive. Living Abraham would actually make sense to me to work for a crossover character. Okay. Um, Because he was, like, ex-military or whatever, right? So that makes sense to me. But he can't be, like, zombified Abraham. There's no fucking way. I don't know. There's no fucking way. I don't think they said that. They just said that so they, it Abraham makes sense could prior be. to. I'm just. I'm. This yeah, because is me the Walking it out Dead in my is, brain. is years ahead of Fear. Yeah, but no, I'm like I'm working out in my brain of how they're gonna try and do a crossover for Abraham. Like right. he makes sense to tie. They didn't both. say that that was true. They just said it was speculation. That's it. He's so. one. Of, he's one character that actually makes sense that I feel like would work um, from the two. But I don't know. I I already told you. To me, Fear of the Walking Dead is the equivalent of a mouth fart. I'm not fucking interested. I don't it, mind it that much. I, I, I really don't like think it's it. that bad. I couldn't get into it. 
I my favorite <clears throat> character was the old man or older man, Colombian or Hispanic, like older man. Right. He was fucking incredible. Yeah, I like him. But he's the only character I liked. Everybody else I could fucking do without. Well, and some so, other news that we should talk about before real quick. The It writer is tackling Are You Afraid of the Dark movie. I know, I'm so excited! So ah! the movie is going to be coming out for Paramount. Uh, Gary Dauberman will be writing and producing a film based on the 1990s Nickelodeon show, which a lot of friends of you are fans of, and we actually did do one of the episodes on one of our episodes. Uh, one of our episodes? We did, yeah, I can't remember. Right. But I think it was like the Grinner? Probably. Something, the Grizzly Grinner? I can't remember what it was. But... As you guys may know, Paramount Pictures and some of its players have hired Gary Dauberman, the writer behind the New Line horror movies, It and Annabelle Creation, to pen the script and produce the project. Um, Afraid of the Dark was the all those little stories that they had that was kind of like Goosebumps. It was pretty much Goosebumps, but at a higher caliber. Right. It was based off sort of like Twilight Zone and... And, you know, Afraid of the Dark was sort of like an homage towards, like, the books and stuff of Goosebumps and everything like that. So, uh, But the show was initially a Canadian series that got picked up by Nickelodeon and aired as part of its Saturday night block. They say that the show is about a shared experience of telling stories, especially scary ones. We're going to celebrate that with this movie and honor the darker, scarier tone of the show which was regularly groundbreaking for Nickelodeon at the time. I hope that the Midnight Society approves. So I'm so fucking excited. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm not a big fan of it or anything, but he is. I mean, Doberman is one of the hottest people that writing right now. Right. And having co-written it, which made over six hundred and eighty-three million dollars worldwide. You know, and then making three hundred and five billion or three hundred and five million off of Annabelle Creation. He obviously knows how to write a pretty decent story, so I'm open to it. I'm curious to see. I have yeah. no allegiance towards the original series or anything, uh, but I know a lot of you guys who listen actually might know and appreciate those, so keep an eye out for that, guys. I'm ready. <laughs> Sorry, I'm really excited for it, so. No, nah, I'm curious to see what they do with it. I mean, I'll probably watch it, but I mean, I like the Goosebumps movie. I thought it was decent. I, did too. I mean, it wasn't like <laughs> amazing, but I thought it was good. It was surpri- it. it was surprisingly better than I expected. Agreed. But that's it for the news. So what we're going to do, we're going to jump into some of our grave plots this week. We don't know the name of it yet because we haven't pulled it out of our fucking golden skull with diamond fucking eyes that cost over $8 billion. Or a white coffee mug that says, I'm the fucking boss. Yeah, so whatever you want to envision, but it is a diamond skull or a golden skull with diamond eyes. So we're going to go ahead and jump into our grave plots. Okay, guys, so we're back to do our grave plots. If you guys aren't sure what, what this is, is we basically make up movie title names into uh, on pieces of paper. Don't draw it until we're done, Brittany. You're making me so until sad we're done. Right now. 
Britney's getting fucking jumped. She's jumping to pick the fucking name, but I'm foaming at the mouth, I'm so, frothing. <laughs> so if you guys are new here, or maybe you haven't been around in a while, what we do, we actually make up movie titles and we write them on a piece of paper. We crumble that piece of paper up, put it in our eight billion dollar skull, and then we draw a name out of that hat. And we make up the story, the plot, the kills, the names. We even come out with a movie like cover for the movie uh, and post it up online so that we can kind of figure out what is, you know, so you guys can get an idea of a movie that we made up off on the spot. So we come up with everything right fucking now. Wow. So buckle the fuck now? up. Wear your diapers because you're going to get your ass blown the fuck out. All right. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Can I pick yeah, baby. Now, please? Uh, so Brittany's going to go ahead. It's her turn. She's going to be picking out a, a uh, one. We have added a take a fucking shot. I hope shot. it's a take a fucking shot because we haven't yeah. had one this whole time. There's nothing on here. <gasps> take a shot, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like how excited I was to read that? Because I'm so excited, but I don't want any of that shit. Well, you no. have to do it with the sake. No, I don't want that. All right, what about peppermint stuff? Fuck no. Come on, Brittany. I'm not going to grab something out You're of the- You're going to grab something. I don't have anything. I swear. Oh. <laughs> oh, here. What? That's Moonshine. fine. I'll do that. That works for me. Give me your shot. Your handwriting is so nice. Is it? You have really nice handwriting. I thought I wrote that really quick. <laughs> your handwriting is so nice. Like, mine's like derpy derp derp derp. Is it? Yeah. Oh, no, I like, don't think there's so. There's hot sauce in that. Eh, that's all right. You, no, it's that's so sweet. Disgusting. You won't even know. I don't do fucking right, so Britney's, sake bombers. Britney's taking some of the uh, Midnight Moon Apple Pie Moonshine, which is about 40 proof. Mm-hmm. Booyah. That's really all good. Right, draw it again. That actually tastes really good with hot sauce. I kind of figured it would because hot, hot sauce, sauce you and keep sweet. this? Was uh, a really, really nice lady handwriting? Uh, Yeah, you can drop it back in there. God fucking damn. Do you have another one? What does it say? What did you write? Let me see. Is that a bitch? Does that say bitch? I don't know. Take shot, bitch. <laughs> I guess. God I, damn it. I wrote it really quick. How many take a shots are in here? I don't like, know. I, the I, last two times you've done it. Take that one out. Take yeah, that one out. The last two times you've done it, we've you've gotten mine each time. I think so there's four like, in there. I think there's a bunch of take a shots. I'm going to fucking die. So Brittany's getting trashed. Mm-hmm. This could happen to me too, folks, so just so you know. <coughs> yeah, but it's not. It's happening All to right, me. All right, dig back deep into that skull and pull out a fucking tidbit of knowledge. Really? Is it another one? No, but it no. No, but it's mine. Okay, what is it? Festival of Gore. Nice. This kind of works. Fuck. I like it, but that means you have to start, right? Because it's my own name. It's a good name. It is. It actually, like, thank you. I'm so impressed yeah. with myself. No, I, I mean, like, <laughs> by the way, guys, since Brittany made the name up, she can't talk about this or persuade me in any direction Until to I tell about the in. story. Now, the way it works is, is if I decide that her idea is better, I can choose to pick it and I don't have to. We typically are pretty forgiving each other and like just go with the flow. So we just kind of do whatever just sounds best in our head, I guess. So, Festival of Gore. Okay. I like it. Uh, let's see here. So what would it be about? Festival of Gore. Okay. So I feel like, okay, obviously there has to be some sort of festival, maybe, or leading up to a festival of some sort. 
But what happens at the festival? And do people just start murdering people at this festival? Or, hmm, festival of gore. Maybe maybe it's like a secret event that people are getting um, invited to somehow. And it's like some sort of like supernatural thing where people like get invitations somehow randomly. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like they show up to this event and it's supposed to be this like amazing thing. And like some people know about it and some people are trying to sneak in and uh, only the people that get invited are invited. And they only invite like 300 people, you know, from one town to have this event. And like when people show up, they like start fucking like killing everybody. Like maybe there's somebody on stage that I don't know. They have some sort of performance and those people just start going out into the crowd and start killing people sweet and then they lock everybody in and it's like this festival of gore and it's like to try to like teach some sort of lesson maybe i don't know what do you think i like that and that's like i don't know i think that's kind of a cool idea i like that it's like a secret event a little bit just because i don't know like certain people get invited maybe like friends of friends like want to go to it and they try to sneak in and there's like an outside story where they're trying to sneak into the event and they end up being the heroes or something like that or so these people get invited to this event some people try to sneak in they have they have to be a part of the story somehow there's a a, a performance on stage it's just like really wild and fun maybe it could be like some sort of like uh, flesh hooks sort of thing but all of a sudden, it's. I, I feel like it needs to be some sort of supernatural element involved. Maybe they do a seance on stage and create like some sort of demonic shit that happens, and like maybe certain people get turned. Uh, maybe the people that are performing they they play a certain amount of keys or notes or whatever that unlock this like crazy shit, and then those people start just fucking tearing everybody apart. But the other people know that that song. You know what I mean? If they were to play this extra measure. They would be, you know what I mean? Like something yeah. weird. No, that's cool. I like that concept, actually. So it's only it's only like specifically identified in a handful of people. Is that kind of where you're going? Well, it's like, like almost like a quote unquote chosen one kind of thing where well, they I pick up on that. I feel like the performance instigates it all. And so maybe the performers are the ones attacking people. Okay. Um, I don't know if it has to be... I, I feel like it should have some supernatural element to it. It doesn't have to be all-out demons and shit, which would be cool, though. I agree. I'm totally cool with that, but we tend to go pretty buck-wild when it comes to fucking stories. Mm-hmm. As uh, we a should. A little bit, yeah. Um, but so, like, who are the protagonists? Like, who should we pick? These are performers, right? That we're giving uh, Well, we don't... Maybe they don't... Maybe the, maybe the performers aren't... Maybe they're just the antagonists, and then the protagonists are the people that show up at the party. That, de- like, put an end to the whole thing, right? Like, they're kind I of... I guess, like, yeah. Maybe it's, like, a Christmas or, like, festival event, you know what I mean? I think, like, it should be, like, a Oktoberfest, kind of. Well, we already passed October. Festival. So we should do something a little bit more current. So Christmassy, then. That's yeah. fine. I think it'd be fun to do that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like it's Christmas Day, there's a bunch of Christmas lights, and it's all festive as fuck, and like Yuli, right, or whatever. Maybe there's like, like a, a Yule Sa- ball. Maybe there's like a Santa Claus break dancing on stage or something, you know? Perfect. Or gets hung from hooks or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, you know, that's normal. Just normal shit. Normal shit. <laughs> so the protagonists <laughs> would be the people that are being attacked. So who? 
who we pick. And how like, many? How many people are we gonna name? Well, I think we should have two people inside and two people or three people outside. So maybe there, maybe, maybe, yeah, two people that know each other inside that run into each other at the event that didn't know they were gonna be there because it's such a secret event that they can't invite anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah, that works. But the commercial for it, like people see like advertisement for it of some sort. And they all want to go, but nobody knows where it is. It's just like they kind of do it like a rave where they tell you the night of where it's going to be so that, you know, cops don't show up and try to shut it down kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and then there's people Worst that ever. Yeah. And then there's hold on. Then there's people that want to get to the event. So they're trying to sneak in. And maybe there's like, you know, three or like a lot. Of, maybe there's four people outside and two people inside. That are their friends. Yeah. Okay. So let's go with the two people that are inside. There's a boy and a girl. It's going to okay. be Xavier is going to be the boy. Okay. And Hope will be the girl. Okay. Xavier and Hope. Are going to be the two on the inside looking out desperately. <laughs> Please help us. My three friends on the outside. So so we probably need to do a build up to the point where they get to the party. Mm-hmm. And it's like really fantastic. They're like, holy shit, man. I'm like, what did I get myself into? And maybe it's more than 300 people. Maybe it's like 500 people. Let's go with like 500 to 1,000 people. Yeah, that sounds about right. But Keep like it, it open. It needs to be like a legit party. Okay. Like a really legit, legit actual like festival party. So it's going to be like upwards of 500 plus people. Okay. It works for me. So Xavier and Hope. Um, so let's start with Xavier's uh, opening story. What kind of person is he and like what's going on before he gets this invitation and how does he get this invitation? Mm. Just throw shit out until we figure out some gold. Like art school? Okay. Like so he goes school. to school for fine arts? Yeah, he's like in school for fine arts. Maybe he's like a sculptural artist. Okay. So he's like a sculpture artist and he makes these like super fine art pieces or wants to make these fine art pieces for like whether it's a a business that hires him to make sculptural pieces for hotels or for whatever, like, but he's a super fine art sculptural artist. Okay. So he gets this invitation. He does this like, like specific piece that wasn't necessarily like made for anything in particular. And everybody hates it. And everybody hates it. Yeah. I like that. So he's completely devastated because nobody likes this conceptual. Everybody's making fun of him. Yeah, that he made, and maybe it's a little hypersexual, like a little bit different than what people had expected, and he's getting a rash of shit for creating this piece, for right? For being uh, insensitive or yeah, whatever. Yeah, maybe he's insensitive, or maybe he's being a little bit too out of the box, and he's not thinking conservative or um, like conservative enough or commercial enough, essentially, with like this piece that he's created, right? So he's really feeling kind of down about it, but he still stands behind his piece that he did. And then all of a sudden, he comes into his workspace one day and has this like really intricate envelope shoved under his door. Yeah, sitting on his workspace, not even shoved under the door, just sitting on his workspace where he's going to be, you know, drawing up his next piece. And it's got a website address. And that's it. That's it. yeah. Yeah, that's all it has is a link. Yeah, and it just says festivalofgore.com. Dot com, yeah. Sounds good. And then what if Hope is one of the people that actually showed up to his art exhibition of some sort Mm -hmm. and was making fun of it with some of her friends, and she's kind of like the cheerleader type. She's like the mean girl. Right, and she's sort of like just making fun of it, and she's also kind of like, she feels like it's a little too male 
um, sexualized mm-hmm. and that it, it kind of undermines women or she's whatever. She's like a feminist. Yeah, she's like a feminist. Okay. But That's in the good. sense it's a good that balance of like she's like the feminist and the type that she's like overzealous about it because she has to make up for it because she's not really a feminist. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because I don't know something. And she's sort of like the cheerleader popular type and Xavier's kind of the gothy sort of like. He's your typical artist, artistic type. Right. Like, a little weirdo, like, but kind of attractive. Yeah. 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 That works for me. I'm into that. I like that. Um, and then Hope, uh, of course, is like makes a big scene in his art exhibition and triggers him or whatever. And somehow she she goes to, I don't know, maybe she brings back some guy to her um, dorm room or whatever and is like, you know, slutting it up, slutting it up. And then she wakes <laughs> up in the morning, gets this thing for that night. Like it's the next day in replace like to replace him like he's gone. The dude that she was hooking up with or whatever the night, the night before. before. Okay. He's gone, but in his place is this letter. Oh, under, yeah, on the pillow. Mm-hmm. And that'd be cool. And so she thinks it's him, but mm-hmm. she can't get a hold of him. Right. Okay. Secrecy. Yeah, so she thinks this is maybe like this like underground, like, here's my fucking Facebook link, but not a Facebook link, like some kind of like underground way to contact this guy. So she thinks it's like this new age way of like... Contacting her one night stand that she hooked up with, and maybe she was more well, interested in him than she thought she was. Maybe she wasn't interested in him, but she was still like, "What is this freak trying to do?" Yeah. Do you know cool. what I mean? Like, yeah. what is he trying to do? Leave something that makes me follow him? Yeah. I'm not gonna fall for that shit. Yet I'm gonna look it up anyway. So she she goes to the website. They both go to the website at the same time. It kind of like cuts back and forth. I like that idea. And it's this video, and it's like you, and then like they do some like crazy stuff and it's kind of like dark and carnival sort mm-hmm. of style but they both sort of kind of like the darker fringes of life a little bit like she takes interest in it and that's why she showed up to the art exhibit even though she tries to play like the she cheerleader type the you know time. what i mean like right. so then uh they go to the watch this video and what do you think is in this video should it be just like weird shit that like maybe yeah fucks with their head to super make them want to go like super obscure like a lot of um like uh static static like imagery and right. like a weird voiceover kind of but you find out that each of them got a special message yeah, even though it's, they it's thought it was static it's individualized for each person i feel like it needs to be like kind of the same basis where like visually it looks the same or like audibly it's the same but the message is different for each individual person. right like it's like and it needs to be it needs to tie into specifically what they had experienced 24 hours prior to reading the message right i think would be really important yeah like his would be like you don't find this out till later and he just thinks it's static and it shows a date and the location and mm-hmm. the address of where it's going to be and it says to call this number when you get there. Yeah. And so then they... Super underground. Yeah, like some weird shit. So then he gets that, goes to the location because he's like, fuck it. Like, I need to experience life and get out because I'm just depressed. But you find out later on that, that maybe like the message was, you know, are you an artist that's trying to get out and experience the world to be inspired? You know, something like that. And then like hers is like... Do people not really understand you? Are you living a life of a lie that you've told everyone and yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, and it kind of somehow it hits home with both of them. 
And so they just like it piques their curiosity and they kind of tell their friends like some of them tell their friends. And it says you're only you were invited. Nobody else. Mm -hmm. So don't listen to that. Yeah. And, and, And consider yourself lucky to be a part of the Festival of Gore. I don't know. I yeah. think it's kind of interesting. No, I like that. So then they have to go to these specific locations. What if they met up at the same location and they're arguing over who gets to use the phone first? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have to call to use this specific phone. It says use this to phone the exact to call this location to find out the location. And then you find out it's like they have to take a Uber or something or whatever the fuck it is to the next destination, which is like four miles away. And they end up sharing it. Somehow they argue and bitch at each other and don't like each other, but they kind of come to terms with the fact. He's like, well, I'm headed there, so do you want to go or not? Mm-hmm. Like, are you going to be a bitch or are you going to fucking, like, let's just fucking go? So they end up going together, maybe take an Uber, a cab, a fucking bus, whatever. There's some sort of dialogue between them that's bickering back and forth, I would assume, because they don't really get along because they're so drastically different. But in the same respect, he's more open and she's more open than she thinks she is. So Yeah, I like that. Good backstory, right? But their yeah. friends like are texting him and hitting him up and wondering where they're going tonight. And she's like, tell me where the party's going to be when you find out. Like her friends. Mm-hmm. So all her bitchy friends are trying to like... The Heathers. Right. And like maybe one of his buddies... Just one of his obscure art friends. Yeah. Like his name, <laughs> Ethan. His buddy, Ethan. Ethan. Yeah. Like wants to go. And he's like, dude, you got to let me go. And he's like, I says I can only bring myself. So mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And he's like, well, fucking dude, tell me when you get there. So they both are kind of telling their friends because they're like, fuck that. If you can get in, you can get in. If you can't, you can't. Whatever. Right. So they get in and there's like some cool, like everybody's like really decked out. Yeah. It's like, like to the nine super dressed up. For right. And everybody's like a nine or a ten mm-hmm. at they're this party. Gorgeous. Right. So they both are like really attracted to this situation because they see a lot of like healthy, attractive looking individuals that are like getting wild and like maybe like someone's like maybe some shit's happening off to the side that you're just like you kind of don't realize, but you may catch if you're a viewer watching the movie Mm -hmm. that might be a little weird and they just kind of get distracted like the characters get distracted by whatever else is going on. What do you think? Mm hmm. Or should they just meet up at the party and then no, run I into like each that. other? No, I like that. I love that like subtext of like weird shit going on in the background where initially they may look at it and it's just like some dude flogging some chick or whatever. Right, and, then and you they see do a this tentacle cutaway. on the ground or something. Yeah, and then they do this cutaway of where he stops paying attention to that scene and keeps walking, but then all of a sudden you see this big fucking like all these tentacles come out and like wrap this girl up and take her away. Right, and the girl's like kind of like, did I just see that? Yeah, like weird shit like that. Like I feel like would actually be really great. Like stuff where they, they feel like they're imagining things or they don't even notice it. But it's like cutaway scenes to the audience, like the viewer that's actually watching it, where these people aren't necessarily picking up on it. Okay. I feel like it would like be really, that. really, really cool. It needs to be like... Well, where shit starts to get extreme. And it maybe you see a guy in a clown suit that just like starts stabbing someone. Yeah. And everybody's cheering so they don't think of anything of it. Yeah. So like maybe initially like what the view is, is the character that you're following in that moment where they're walking in, looks on this stage, and it's a clown performing, and he's blowing fucking... Um, like cartoon or balloon animals, right? Maybe he's blowing balloon animals or whatever. That was like, wait, blowing what? But he's blowing someone. <laughs> but he's like blowing up balloon animals. Maybe he's like tying up a balloon animal, and then it pops, 
and one person in the audience starts laughing at him. So then all of a sudden the clown, and this is when your person turns away that's watching it, but you see it as an audience, but the character is not paying attention. Maybe he pulls her up on stage. So he pulls up whoever's laughing at him on stage and starts to do another balloon animal and then just gives up midway and stabs this person to death and turns them into a human balloon animal. What or what if? Wow, well, that may be a little too far, too quick. That'd be so fucking cool, though. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm I'm totally down with that, but I think it needs to be a little bit more subtle. Uh, or maybe he makes them a balloon animal, pops it, and it's just blood spatter. Like you realize that there's only ten or thirteen individuals. Maybe it's thirteen individuals that got invited to this party, and the rest of the people that are there are just there are just the cult people, mm-hmm. like that are running the festival of gore that bring people in, kind of like in Blade. You know, okay. when when he goes to the dance party, yeah, and he gets invited, and then he finds out he's the reason that they're there, right? And they eat him. And then, kill, the, right. yeah, and then the blood sprays from the sprinklers, and it's like this crazy thing. Well, like maybe, blood like he, he he pulls up somebody <laughs> on the stage, cuts her throat, and then the DJ lights come on behind him, and the lights go out in the front, and it's like pulsating, and it just starts music going, and like people are dancing and like going wild, and they're like, you know, they're selling drinks there, or well, like it would be a regular party. So Hope and Xavier don't really know anything of it. Yeah, that works. But they have to maybe run into somebody else who's um, not a part of the group, the Festival of Gore. Maybe one of their like art. One features. of the other third, or it would be eleven. Mm-hmm. Then them, so they kind of stick together just out of like because they don't know anybody else, so they're just trying to stick together, and maybe like they try to pull them apart a little bit and entice them in different ways. You know, like maybe there's a art room or something like that with a bunch of paintings and sculptures and shit that, that like, you know, that they got like flashing lights and everything and everybody's kind of staring around and then all of a sudden the lights go out and then when the lights come on, there's nobody in the room but him, you know, and then it's like flashing and trippy ass music is going on and I don't know, like, I just kind of feel like you need to kind of put them in this. It's almost like a thriller in that sense. Like, you don't right. know what's going on. Yeah. But I feel like we need more than 13 people. That's a lot of stories. Because we need... Well, no, we just need a lot of people getting murdered. Yeah. That's the only problem I have. Well, we can't have, like... I feel like we only need to have, like, four or five main characters. No, no, no. I'm not saying characters. I'm saying people. Okay. That are in not in on the kill. Yeah, no, there needs to be at least, like, 30 people, like, in this More than that. It needs to be more. hundreds. Like, it needs... Like, many, many, many people are going to die. They're going to die in various... Like levels of like gory ways, and they think it's part of the festival, right? Kind they of think thing. it's all like makeup or acting or whatever, and they right. don't think anything of it, right? But it's these people that are actually dying in super obscure. Maybe matters. when they enter, there's a guy that's like staring at him, and he's like, and they're like talking to each other, and he's like, "Stop! I need you to understand right now what you're about to experience." The most amazing experience you will ever get to experience in your life. We are going to take you into the festival of gore. And I need, she kind of laughs and he's like, I don't think it's funny. Mm-hmm. You need to understand what you're getting yourself into. Because tonight, lady, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, you're going to see things that you may not understand. But it's all part of the show. It's all part of the show. And then they get in, you know. So they start seeing people die, but they don't realize that they're dying 
in droves. Like actually dying. Yeah. You may see violence and gore, but it's all part of the show, baby. It's all part of the show. And so they kind of like think it's part of the show. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I feel like that needs yeah. to be in there. Yeah, I like that. So maybe there is still 500 people. Maybe it's like thousands of people. But everybody that's there, other than the 500 people, they wear special bracelets or symbols or something so that they know what each individual is. You know, like they wear it on a special part of their body mm-hmm. so that they know not to be killed. Yeah. And they, we can even play into that fact later on that though that the the unsuspecting figure they it out that, and, so and they, they steal, steal it, it. Yeah. and that those people get killed. That's perfect. I Do you love know that. what I mean? Yeah, that's the exact direction I wanted it to go. Yeah. <laughs> so that's great. Um, like they they figure that out, and so they come up with these like crazy fucking con- cockamamie ways to like kill or distract people so they can get a hold of these buttons or passes or like what the fuck ever. Right. But and it's really it's loud. Basically in there. a safety Yeah. Like line. Yeah, maybe they have these glowing bracelets and she's like, Why didn't I get uh, glowing bracelets? And he's like, Oh, that's VIP. Mm-hmm. Just be thankful you're here. Mm-hmm. Something like that. As simple as that. I would just explain it all. Yeah. So they have these glowing, blinking blue bracelets. And when they, you know what I mean, when they turn red, that means it's time to die, to die. Yeah. Like when they kill everybody, but they're glowing, blinking blue bracelets and they all blink at the same time kind of thing or something like that. Um, What if. okay? so then we switch out to their friends who are like, where's the where's the location? You know, yeah. And she's like talking to her on the phone, but she's losing reception the deeper that she goes in. Same thing with him. He's like texting and like. He's getting a message. He finally gets the message out. Like, here's where the location is. So they all show up at the door, but they're, you know, they don't have the the passes. So they sneak around, you know, they show that whole interaction of them trying to get out. And the people in the front are just like real dicks to them. Mm-hmm. And they just like push them to the ground. And there's security guards out there, but they're in on the kill, too. And they're just like watching the people get thrown down. And they're like, are you just going to let that happen? Like, really? Like, I just came here and you're just going to let that happen. And then uh, and he pushes her down or something like that. And so then they kind of go around the side. Ethan's friends already figured this out long before these four other girls that are friends with Hope. Mm-hmm. You got Jessica, Renee, uh, um, Sandy, Sandy and uh, Heather. who? Heather. OK, so what do we got? Jessica, Renee, Sandy and Heather. Jessica, Renee, Sandy and Heather. And then Ethan, who's Xavier's friend. He's already trying to sneak in to the side fence and these girls like wander off kind of drunk and stupid, you know, and they mm-hmm. bump into him somehow. Mm-hmm. And they're like, he's trying to break in. She's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm trying to sneak in, bitch. Uh-huh. You know, like whatever the fuck, like because he hates like, you know, prissy uh, college cheerleaders. Like, right. Exactly. I'm just saying like that's his typical thing. And they're like, wow, you're just like really fucking like in my face face right now like wow but you got a smart idea you know like he's like can i write can i fucking come in with you and he's like whatever i guess yeah i i, I guess i mean you're, it's a free country it's a free country you know what i mean <laughs> if you want to follow me you can yeah i'm not gonna just fucking stop fuck you up. yeah but just don't fucking talk to me or something like that something like that yeah so they like try to make it through and somehow they sneak into this like shot or like building that's nearby where they can jump a fence or something. Like, it has to be interesting. 
but there's like people lurking around that might be causing problems. What do you think? Yeah. I think it's an interesting side story mm-hmm. to kind of keep the flow. Uh, I think it's inter- I think it would be good that Xavier, when they get in there and they see these weird things happen on their own, he's like, hey, do you want to get a drink? And she's like, fine, whatever. You know, they go to get a drink. And he's like, can I get a, you know, like, whatever, some snooty drink or whatever. And she's like, can I get, like, some shitty drink? And he's like, well, we only have these four, like, ten choices. (laughs) He's like, I'd like a sex in the beach. And she's like, I want a whiskey rocks. (laughs) Right. What What if some of the bartenders are like, they know who's part of the thing because of the bracelets that we talked about? Mm-hmm. And they give people, like, stuff to fuck with their heads. Mm-hmm. Like drugs. Drugs. Like something psychedelic. Yeah. So, like, mushroom tea or, like, ecstasy or something mixed in with their drink or acid or right. whatever mixed in with their drink or some type of uh, hallucinogenic. Right. Yeah. Works for me. That makes sense if you don't have a fucking pink bracelet or purple or green or blue. Or yeah, if you're not VIP. I don't know the fuck the color of the VIP bracelet is. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe when they're watching the DJ play or whatever performances are on stage play, they see people raise their wrists and they see it all like blinking at the same time or going at the, you know what I mean? And it's like, they're like, you know, they see a lot more of the VIP and they're like, damn, there's a lot of VIP here. Mm-hmm. Like, why didn't we get in on the VIP? But anyway, they take some of those drinks and they're like having a conversation between each other. Maybe they have a conversation between each other and then, you know, they start feeling weird a little bit later, 20 minutes into the show or the movie or whatever. And sort of they kind of bond over something like maybe some creepy guy comes up to her or he comes up to him and then she fucking pushes him off or he pushes her off or pushes that person off. And so she kind of like gets a little bit of respect or he gets a little respect from her. Yeah. What do you think that event should be? Like, what should happen? Maybe it's just man, someone's manhandling somebody, or are we trying to get her to be part of like the next like act or whatever that's going on in like the stage performance? Yeah, maybe it's like a really charming uh, performer. Yeah, maybe like I don't know, not necessarily like magician esque, but he could be magiciany. We haven't had like a magiciany person. Maybe since she's like the stupid slutty girl. Yeah. The typical slip, typical, like, you know, whatever. Stereotypical. She kind of, like, latches onto this guy. And then, like, he starts manhandling her mm-hmm. and putting her down. And he's like, hey, dude. Like, Xavier's like, whoa. Don't fucking talk to her like that, man. Yeah, like, yeah. She's a person. Like, she's a human like everybody else. Like, you can't fucking talk to her like that. You can't just do that. You can't act like that or whatever. Like, that Maybe they're, sense. like, pushing her around in this pit of guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be good. Actually. Do you know what I mean? And right. like, then Xavier is like pushes them one of the main ones over, mm-hmm. and he hits his head or something, and he's like bleeding, mm-hmm. and he just starts laughing in Xavier's face. He's good. like, "Oh, you done fucked up, sir. <laughs> You're gonna wish you were VIP, bro. Yeah, something like you that. Know, something stupid and like You're gonna wish he doesn't you had think this of it. Bracelet. Yeah, yeah." I think that'd be kind of interesting. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because it, then it brings the two characters closer together. I agree. I think that's interesting because, like, it's not someone that Xavier would want to see, and she's not, and, and Xavier's not something that Hope would want to be a part of, too. Yeah. But through this, like, weird thing. So now we have to, like, we have to kick the fucking gears in. So people are trying to sneak in, their friends are trying to sneak in together. 
unbeknownst to them, into this party, should they be killed off first before the main event happens that causes all this panic, or should we have a big event happen and then everybody starts getting killed off? I think there needs to be a big event happen and then everyone starts to get killed off. Okay, I like that. Kill everybody off prematurely. I feel like it needs to be, like, they all last to the end and then all of a sudden shit gets fucking real. Okay. And they start taking people out and then they, the two main characters, Hope and Xavier, start to realize, like, holy fuck, what is going on? What did I get myself into? Kind of situation. When they start okay. to see their friends die and shit gets really real. Maybe there's some people that get pulled up on stage for an, a, an, uh, like a section. Mm-hmm. Some of the non-VIPs, so to speak, you know. And they, maybe they shoot one of them in the head. And uh, people start to panic. And he's like, it's all just part of the show. It's just, just part, part of the, the show, show, folks. No. And then he's like, you. and then he takes like a bottle of liquor or some sort of bottle with a with a piece of fabric hanging out of it. Like a Molotov cocktail? Yeah. And he's like, I'd like all the non-VIPs to get in here. We have a special treat for you. And they all split out. And then he just firebombs them. Yes. I like it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. That's where my brain was going. When you said that, I was like, he's going to blow them all up. Yeah, and it's almost like you see the people with the bracelets like instantly move because they knew it was going to happen. They know, yeah. Yeah, but they think it's fake that the girl got shot on stage first. And he's like, hold on, it's just a joke. It's just a part of the show, everybody. And then all of a sudden he burns like 50 plus people alive. Yeah. And, there, and then people around them that didn't join in were like, that's not real. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and then they're they're like, that's real, man. Like some, you know, like one of them's like, he's like, oh, like people around them are kind of enjoying themselves because they're fucked. Like some people are fucked up mm-hmm. because of the drugs that they're feeding him uh, to make them go crazy. Um, so they firebomb some people and like one of them like is burning and like maybe somebody pulls them out because they realize that they're dying and they're like, holy shit. Like, what the fuck, you know? And they see her eye burst because of the heat or mm-hmm. something like that. Like, this is real. This is real. This isn't fake. Fuck. Right. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, S- screaming. So then a panic starts, and they got all the doors locked, all the exits locked, and everything like that. And then people start pulling weapons out of, like, their... Butts. Their, a- like, their <laughs> outfits and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Where they're just, like, smiling and, like, pacing around people. Yeah. And encircling people. They're pulling, like, knives out of the buns in their hair and shit. I like that. Yeah, that's fucking dope. Or, like, pieces of their clothing turn into weapons. And maybe, like, you, like, they, um, like, I think it would be a good idea to pick some of the people that are, like, loudmouths mm-hmm. a little bit, that don't believe it, mm-hmm. that are getting encircling. They're like, come on, motherfucker, what the fuck are you guys doing, you know? And then they, like, slice off her hand, mm-hmm. and then it's, like legit and she's screaming or a guy's screaming or whatever the fuck you know mm-hmm. and it gets real yeah and then like some of them try to tackle him and stuff and then they just start ripping that person apart like you see limbs Limb from and, like, limb yeah like literally organs and shit Dope. being like crowd surfed over the fucking bracelets that'd be awesome actually <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah. that's kind of cool that'd be really cool like I think it would be cool to see like different different um different encircling parts in the yeah. crowd like, what do you think would be a good one? Like, another cool death scene. There's your, oh my god. Like, a full-on, like, mosh pit that gets, like, Where they all charge crazy one guy. Crazy violent. Yeah, where they do, like, a wall of death on, like, one person. 
Oh, so like the music's going and they're like moshing. They're doing, they're moshing, right? And it's like this whole like cohesive fucking thing. And then all of a sudden they like set up for kind of like a wall of death moment. And then it's just like a wall of people. And then one fucking dude standing there by himself and gets like bum rushed by like 30 fucking people. And then just completely like. Other people tripping over his dead body yeah, and shit. Yeah, like, they, like, hit him like a fucking brick wall, right? And then it's just, like, he's immediately, like, eviscerated, essentially. Like, bones broken and, like, bits and pieces, Ooh. like, everywhere. And then you see him being trampled underneath them all. And then maybe they lift up his fucking, like, bits and pieces of his corpse that's, like, left. And just, like, dance around with it and, like, still keep moshing and just, like, fucking ripping it. Maybe they're, like, hitting people with their limbs. Yeah, they take his fucking arm and they're, like, fucking smacking the other people as they're coming to, like, mosh towards them or whatever. You know when you, like, well, let's just say that that guy, like, some non-VIP, so this is a regular person, not one of the fucking Festival of Gore people, goes, taps one of the VIPs. He's like, hey, man, we got to help that guy up. Come help me. And then he goes and he goes to kick and then he kicks him in the face mm-hmm. like some random dude, like kicks him in the face. And he's like, whoa, dude. And then he's like, you like that? And stabs him in the throat kind of thing as he's like. And then you hear it gurgle and shit like as he's fucking dying. Yeah. like Right. <laughs> now, we kind of have to take it back to their side friends where they're like trying to get in. Right. Like maybe at this point, it's a little bit more. um Stalk and Slash. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're in the dark trying to scurry around to get through these different parts. And they hear people screaming and like the party getting wild and maybe they're getting picked off one by one. How do some of those people die? How do you think we should kill those? Like, I think it'd be cool if like someone gets thrown in a trash compactor. <laughs> sweet. Just like watching someone pop. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like, it's like... It's like- Squirt fate or blood all over someone's face, That'd you know. Sick. Well, because it's like all girls and there's one dude, right? Like, are all right. of their friends gonna die? Well, one of them has to get away somehow, sneak away or hide from everybody else. I feel like one of them should get away to reach their friends. Inside. I think it should be like the one guy, because <laughs> it's like four girls for that one girl. What if it's one of each? And then it's like, like it's just the Ethan. one dude for Ethan. So I feel like it should be the guy, like his friend, and then we could do one of the girls. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Sandy, that whatever. S- Sandy, Sandy and Ethan. But they see like three of Sandy's friends get fucking murdered. One of them gets thrown in a trash compactor. And they're like stalking these people and they're like you're trying to get away from them. And they, at first they think it's a joke. And that's why she gets thrown in a thing. And he's like, do you like parties? <laughs> and like, and then she's like, yeah. She's like, would you like to take the secret tunnel VIP entrance into the party? <laughs> and she's like, yeah. yeah. And then he pushes her in a fucking somehow into a trash compactor. Mm-hmm. And just pops her, you know what I mean? Like she's like, "Hey, what? Oh my god!" And she tries to get out, and it like cuts off her head as she's trying to get out. I like it, but it squirts out blood on all her friends and shit. And then they all panic and scatter. Yeah, that's like the initial opening kill 
part to like the friends. I feel like that's great. Yeah. But then I think it needs to lead into the whole like mosh pit scene after that. Like one of those deaths needs to, for those girls needs to be like the whole like mosh pit kind of like wall of death scene. Yeah, maybe they t- the two of them that they the get two all fucking that is... riled up after like raining blood from trash compactor girl that got popped and they all got fucking blood rained on them. Somehow like Ethan and Sandy meet up in this chaos and like the other girls get tracked down and killed, but they s- get into the party somehow. Yeah. These other two girls are trying to find the party and try to get into it, and they get in, and that's when they see the dudes getting killed in the mosh pit. Yeah, maybe they've like kind of picked up on it, and they're like, "We need these fucking bracelets, right?" So they chop some people's arms off or something, or like kill a person and take the bracelet. Or well, I feel like a band should get on stage and start shooting people. Yeah, just firing guns into the audience, but people, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, know, I know that sounds dark because considering the times. Right. But I'm just saying, like, this is a tragic moment. Like, this is when you know that it's because this isn't a comedy necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's it's a fucking it's crazy fucking festival of gore, mm-hmm. which is what they're doing. Maybe it's one of the death, 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 maybe they pull one of the people up on stage and start playing with his organs and shit like that. Yeah, they wear it as a scarf. Yeah, they, like, put somebody up on a hook, and then they start fucking wearing their organs like a fucking... Wears his intestines as a scarf. As a scarf, yeah, yeah. there you go. It's perfect. Just, like, weird shit like that, you yeah. know? But it has to be... A, I feel like a band should be on stage, mm-hmm. and they start dragging, like, living people who are, like, dying, and just start ripping them open on stage, and everybody's still trying to get out, people trying to break out, but they're, like, firing into the crowd mm-hmm. to kill the people, like, hey, back off, you're not leaving. And they try to charge them, and then they fucking fire the guns and stuff. Maybe they even at some point, like, one section has, like, a blowtorch. Yes. Like, a huge, like, flamethrower. And it's, like, putting it on the ground so people can't do it. And some people are trying to jump over the flame. I'm into that. So we got Xavier and Hope still alive. Sandy and... Uh, Ethan. Ethan. And then two other friends that are, like, going to get hunted down in the background. So while all the crazy shit's happening, they're getting hunted down in other buildings, trying to escape, maybe. Right. Maybe one of them is trying to get out of the party at this point. Yeah. Well, I feel like one needs to get brought up on the stage by the band. In front of all their friends. Yes. And is killed in front of all the friends, and they see the whole thing. They see the whole thing break down. Maybe she's the one that they make the the intestine fucking scarf out of, or whatever. What if they, like, someone brings out a shotgun? Puts it against her throat to decapitate her with the shotgun. That'd be sweet. <laughs> Is that too much? No, I mean, that'd be so cool. And she screams, and you hear it like screech and squirt and blood. Well, you you hear the moment like the fucking voice box is like completely destroyed. And then you see them scream like their two friends that know who she is scream while the yeah. other guys are kind of like, "What the fuck?" The fuck? Yeah. And that's when they find each other, the four of them. Okay, that works. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, what about the two friends that are trying to escape? Well, we just did one of them. Ooh, what if one of them finally gets out of the out of the um, maze of like trying to get in and escapes? And she's like running and she's like calling. She's getting ready to call somebody on her phone. She's like, oh, my God, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then some guy just smashes her with a car. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, just good. fucking out of nowhere. She's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she's like on her phone and you're like, finally, somebody's just, gotten out. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my God, you have this like reprieve. Right. And then she gets hit. And then you just like hear her screaming. And then she kind of lands on the ground and the phone's not too far from her. I would like, like it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, I think it would be cool if she like her head was smashed in a little bit. Well, they need to run and back she over was her. able to say a few words. But like, but like, her. she makes no sense towards the end of it, mm-hmm. and then like, you see her head caved in a little bit, and it's like, I don't know, really graphic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? What about the other friend? I thought that was the one that was killed on the stage. Well, there's two that are r- getting away. One got thrown in a trash compactor. Right, we got so the one in the trash compactor, but one of them we killed on the stage. No, oh, you're right. Okay, so you're right. Okay, and then there's the yeah. The one that's killed on the stage, and then the one that's killed, you think she gets out. And then the one that's with Ethan. She's run over by the car. And then now there's just the one that's left with Ethan. So it's just the two of them. So Ethan and Sandy mm-hmm. and Hope and, and Xavier. Xavier. So then they see each other scream when she decapitates her friend. Yeah, she's the one that got decapitated with a shotgun. Yeah. Dope. <laughs> so dope. That's fucked up, right? Yeah, but it's awesome. Double barrel, you know? I love it. Uh, okay, so we got to wrap this up a little bit. So, and kind of uh, advance the plot a little bit. So, maybe they figure out a way to hide somewhere somehow. They escape under the stage, maybe. Yeah. He's like, follow me. And then, like, all four of them, that after they meet up because they see each other scream, they go under the stage. Like a magician's hidey hole. Yeah. And then you see, like, they have this, they come up with a plan, but then you start to see people from the back of the stage from underneath mm-hmm. who are like claw- crawling through it with like torches or lights or something, you know, coming through and laughing and stuff. And they're like, we got to get the fuck out of here. And maybe uh, Ethan tries to fight them off or something like that and gets killed off on, underneath the stage somehow. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Maybe they have like sickles or whatever the fuck it is. What do you think is a good killer instrument well i mean if they're crawling underground i don't know if a sickle would really work because i don't think you have the dexterity or like space yeah because really, of all this stuff like swing that around to actually hurt somebody well maybe they're just firing guns underneath the stage that's possible and yeah, he- that's too easy you think yeah well what are you what is another uh weapon flamethrower no it's too much i know that was so we had that one. Ooh, maybe like the hook kind of gun, like grappler hook, like a grappling hook kind of like launcher. They're shooting it underneath the stage. Yeah, and that's how it hooks him. Like it, it like straps in on his ankle or something, and then they're able to hook him and like pull him towards them. Ooh, would it be cool like if they somehow hook him right through the, all this like crazy shit? And he's like, maybe they hook him by laying underneath the lowest portion so that they can get the most angle. Mm-hmm. They shoot him in the side and they're like pulling him. And as they're pulling him, Sandy's holding him and she can't hold him hard he enough. Apart. And then he pulls off, but he hits his head really hard on a thing. And then his just body just gets dragged away. And you just see a bunch of people with lights like covering his body and you don't know what happens. Whatever. Or he gets ripped in half because she's holding him by the arms. And he gets so pulled tightly, through like but he's getting ripped from the side and just like splits him in two. Okay, cool. 
what about Sandy, though? She tries to get away back to Xavier and uh, Hope at this point in time. I think she's like one of the people that finds them and then they escape from underneath the stage. Right. And uh, while this is happening, by the way, all this killing underneath the stage, you hear people on the stage saying, hey, guys, we've got some hiders like, you know, whatever the fuck. Like, so it adds that extra intensity. And maybe even announces it before the light people come underneath the stage that they know they're under the stage. And he's like kicking the floor like Yeah, really so hard. I feel like her death needs to be somebody from the surface. Right. That like shoves this like spike or some type of a piece like of... Ooh, like, she kicks one of the lights like guys that are under the stage trying to kill her. Mm-hmm. Kicks him in the face and it's like she gets away but then somebody rips up the floor. Yeah. And pulls her up. Yeah. It needs to be somebody from the surface at this point that, like, gets her out of there. Right. They put a rope around her neck. And yank her up by that. And yank her up, and then somebody, like, fucking kicks her head real hard and just snaps. Ooh, that's violent. Or they snap it when they pull her up. Something. I kind of like that they pull her up and agonize her as she's screaming. Mm -hmm. As, like, Xavier and Hope are, like, trying to save her. But then she gets her head kicked. Just run away. You know what I mean? Like, like when she gets yanked out of the ground, they're like, bye. <laughs> Can't help you. Maybe they like have a moment where they're screaming and they get away. So, okay. So there has to be some major an- uh, protagonist or antagonist um, that has uh, done this event that was like on stage many times or something like that, that they bump into. And maybe he's the one that he was like, back off, dude, in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So... They get away from underneath the stage. They try to get up into the, like, second floor, like, seating or something like that or whatever the hell it is. And they try to escape. And maybe... I feel like it should be their fucking teacher. Because they're all, like, art students, right? Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like it should I think be it just should be just somebody part like of the... main orchestrator of this whole thing. I feel like maybe there just needs to be a leader of the gore, Festival of Gore. Somebody that they've ran into. Should be their teacher. Ah, it's too much. Or maybe like, well, they're all if you because we didn't develop a story for him, so it just could be some random guy. You know what I mean? Just a random person in their class? No, 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 not anybody that they know. Just somebody that runs the festival of gore. I'm saying. Okay. And maybe somehow they kill him, and then they become the lord of the gore, kind of thing. You know what I mean? But then. I don't know. Like, I don't know what if I want to end it good or, or you know what I mean? What if they so like want to he... end it with like they're the people that end up in charge of this whole festival? Well, maybe that main guy is like chasing after them and he's got some special weapon. and He's trying to kill both of them up in the rafters, mm-hmm. not the rafters, but the second floor or the second seating area up mm-hmm. top. Like and he's like seat. fighting them or whatever. And Xavier steps up to the challenge or whatever, you know, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be like a sword fight, something stupid like that. Mm-hmm. Just something where they fight and he kills that guy. And then everybody stops. Yeah, because he's they killed say, like the main orchestrator. So now Lord of Gore, Lord of Gore, <laughs> Lord of Gore. And he holds up the head and he's like screaming, uh-huh. you know, like somehow he decapitates the main guy. Mm-hmm like in some swift lucky move Mm -hmm. and they like are cheering him on you know what i mean and then uh would it be cool like maybe he accepts it yeah or would it be better that he tries to kill everybody i feel like he needs to try and find a way to end it 
Like, he could just accept it and go with it, right? But I feel like he's going to come across like he's accepting it and going with it, but he's trying to find a way to sabotage the whole thing. Well, maybe they start to try to take her because Mm -hmm. he's the Lord of Gore. Mm -hmm. And they start trying to defile her in some fucked up way. And then he screams no as they're trying to carry him off. Mm -hmm. And then they grab her. You know what I mean? Yeah. It make her part of the thing. But I feel how do we end that? Maybe maybe it's just her like um right next to him and they're cheering Lord of Gore. Lord of Gore. Lord of Gore and it just kinda ends. Yeah. Cause it kinda leave it open a little bit. Open for like, sequels. Did he take on to it? Like what happened? <laughs> yeah. I like that. Open for sequels. What else is going to happen? In yeah, because you know we're going to be making sequels. We're going to make it number two. Right. Yeah, no, I like that, actually. That works. Yeah? Yeah, because I feel like that name, like it's like Saw, can keep fucking going for like a million different movies. So he picks his head up and just screams, and that's when it cuts. Yeah, I like that. And then just like some cool, fast, like really aggressive music at the end. <laughs> you know? Yes. So that's the Festival of Gore. Festival of Gore. So what's the tagline, Brittany? Come on, what are we going to do? You're invited to... And then something. Mm. Welcome to the party of your life. Or wait, welcome to the last party of your life. Yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of what something I was Something along those lines, yeah. you know? Festival of Gore. The party the to end all party parties. Festival of Gore, the party to end Wait, all parties. Wait, you gotta speak into the mic. Festival of Gore, the party to end all parties. Festival mm. of Gore, the last party of your life. I think that's better. I do. The last party of your life. The best party of your life. I don't know, last is better, I think. Because no one lives. Like, everybody usually dies at these events. Yeah, they, that works, actually. And if you do sequels, you figure out that, that, that they have these events everywhere. Yeah. So, I like Festival of Gore, the last party of your life. Right. Yeah. Okay. That Sweet. Works. That actually works. What do you guys think? Do you guys think that was a good story? Did you like some of the kills? Did you like some of the characters? Did you like the direction that we took it? I mean... You know, it's pretty wild out there kind of story, but is there anything that you would change or add to it? Or, um, you know, we'd love to hear your thoughts on this because, you know, it's just something that we make up on the spot. Grave plots is hard, guys. Yeah, it really <laughs> is hard, man. Like, Grave really, plots is really difficult. It is not easy. <laughs> I mean, some people are probably like, oh, I could come up with something better. Of course you could. So do it. But if you came on the mic and did it, it'd be on two, two different worlds. Totes different. Totally. So we got Festival of Gore, the last party of your life. Yes. <laughs> Lord of, of Gore. Gore. <laughs> I like that. It's so cool. Um, so, yeah, guys, that's it for our grave plots for the uh, Festival of Gore. If you guys like that, check out the cover. Share it with your friends for sure, because God, that fucking goes to help us out. All that support from you guys sharing it every week. Really means a lot to us, so yep. thank you for doing that each week. Like, we understand you don't want to inundate your friends, and sh- half the time, fucking Facebook doesn't even allow your fucking, our shit to even get through its algorithms, yep. because we put words, precious little words. So if you have <laughs> if a special way that you can share a picture or something for people to check out, we appreciate it. Yeah. So if you haven't already, guys... Please head over to longlivethevoid.com and check out any of our shit 
our news, our horror shots, our fucking grave plots. If you're interested in this particular segment and you like what we did here, we have a bunch of other fucking grave plots that we've done over the over the year. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for stopping by, guys. And uh, we'll be back this Thursday for a new episode of our Flesh and Potatoes segment for I Am a Hero and Train to Busan. Woo! So stick around <laughs> this Thursday, guys. But other than that, thank you guys so much for stopping by. Stay weird, monsters. Void Horror Podcast. Tune in this Thursday for part two of